as professional madman and presidential candidate Mike Huckabee complains that the Supreme Court doesn't have the right to say what is legal, he also complains that the referee can't say what's a foul. And Jeremy Corbyn's election as Labour leader is that he marked as a huge mandate for the left-wingers of the party, but the engine room central midfields and playmakers are fearing ostrification. It's the 17th of September, and you're listening to Talking Trotters. Welcome to Talking Trotters, the only Bolton Wanderers podcast in which trousers are optional. My name is Alistair Sledge and we're going to have a great show for you tonight and we're going to start off with the two games. On Saturday it was the clash of the Wanderers as Bolton took on Wolves at the Macron. Bolton scored twice in the first half through Liam Feeney, making up for missing his chance earlier, and Zach Clough, who got off the mark for this season with a spot kick. The penalty was awarded after Wellington Silver was hacked down in scenes resembling total wipeout. A penalty was awarded to Wolves, too, after Lafondre took a tumble under the challenge of Prince. Lafondre's t- return to the Macron was a bit of an oddball, as he decided to take easy dives throughout the 90 minutes. It was a bit like watching your cool uncle cheat at Monopoly, which is, I'm sure, an experience we've all had. A 2-1 victory at home was the first of, if we are lucky, three this season. The standout performers were definitely, once again, the back four. Then on Tuesday, Neil Dans welcomed back his drinking buddy to the Macron as Barry Bannon graced us with his presence. He had signed for Sheffield Wednesday on a free transfer after being released from Palace. Dans and Bannon were of course sick of thieves after their all-night drinking sessions in the hotel lobby. He played well and helped get the ball forward, building up chances that were squandered by the expensive Wednesday for strike force. Prince cleared a ball off the line in an exquisite block and Wellington turned heads with his fancy footwork. Our allowance on loan deals was a cause for concern at the end of last season, but it feels as though we've made better and more accurate acquisitions this summer. The game ended nil-nil, taking Bolton up to 17th. Despite Wolves being a strong side, we did play quite a weak lineup. Sheffield Wednesday are also tipped for challenging playoffs, so I think those results are something that we can be happy with. We might be able to claim three points at a struggling Huddersfield as we visit them later today. In other news, the West Ham Stadium deal is to be made public after the pressure I put on them. That's right, they crumpled just days after my last show aired. I am the king and you will all obey me. I will open the shiny gates of Valhalla and bring a thousand years of darkness. Witness me! Sorry, I I have to get that out of my system once in a while. But no. The weight of the influence of this podcast is so great that Boris Johnson folded like a paper swan. So while I'm at it, before we go on a break, I'll solve a few more of the world's problems. Screw you, Kim Jong-un. I expect you to resign within the next three days now. That'll show him. You're welcome, UN. And now it's abuse the news. This week, my local town Wickham were in the headlines after an argument arose from their use of the GPS bibs. The sports bra-like gadgets are allowed to be used in football matches after FIFA approved it. The manager of Plymouth Argyle, whom Wickham beat in the playoff semi-final last season, complained about the trackers and delayed kick-off by six minutes while Wickham produced a letter from the Football League giving them permission to use them in the matches. Wickham eventually lost 2-1, and in the words of my ever-eloquent friend Michael, it was a piss-take. 
On the other side, the Rugby World Cup is about to start and England is gripped with excitement over hosting it. The atmosphere is so electric that TfL had to issue a statement warning people that Twickenham Station might be busy. This week, the French national team coach arrived in Croydon and received a parking ticket. The French have had quite a fascinating history with rugby. For example, the government between 1940 and 1944 banned rugby league, the superior form of the sport, because they believed it was communist. The inventor of rugby also died in France without ever knowing that he was credited with inventing rugby. That man, of course, William Webb Ellis, of whom the Rugby World Cup trophy is named after. The winner this week is Wickham, because no one likes the French. And now it's over to Tom Malloy for our Under-21 Roundup. Tom, over to you. Thanks, Alistair. Yes, welcome to the final Under-21 Roundup of this current season of Talking Trotters. I'm Tom Malloy, but enough about me. On to Monday night's game. The Young Whites took on Millwall at our regular home at the Lancashire FA, or the county ground if we're not being pretentious. The game was interesting as it saw game time for first-team regulars Max Clayton, David Wheater, Liam Trotter and new signing Francesco Pisano. By using the word regulars, I am of course using a lot of artistic licence. The player most of the seven or so people attending were most eager to see was of course Max Clayton. And he showed why with pretty much his first touch as he controlled a lovely ball over the top by Niall Mayer and lifted it over Millwall's keeper with apparent ease. Millwall's keeper was having somewhat of a shocker and Clayton's shot on the stroke of half time would have been bread and butter for most goalkeepers but he somehow spilled the ball and it was the man, the myth, the legend, Jamie Thomas, who benefited from his foolishness and scored what was probably the easiest and funniest goal of his career. Clayton was withdrawn at half-time, but he had played with such a verve and enthusiasm and I really can't wait for him to be added back into the first-team fold. Of the other first-teamers involved, David Wheat was barely tested. The absolutely minuscule Francesco Pisano got forward brilliantly to support attacks and put some dangerous crosses into the box, but he wasn't really testing defence. Liam Trotter covered a lot of ground. Yes, really as he was constantly having to drop back to cover for Pisano's fray forward. However, he was quite sloppy on the ball. He did, however, provide a weekly what-a-time-to-be-alive moment, as he was dropped into centre-back for the last 15 minutes after Wita had been withdrawn for Chris Kovetko. An honourable mention this week has to go to George Newell, who made a nuisance of himself throughout the entire game and played the whole 90 minutes despite receiving a nasty-looking whack on the arm in the first half. Right, that's me done for a few weeks. When Talking Trotters comes back, I'll be back for fortnightly bumper updates from the wonderful world of reserve football. Now back to the true star of the show, Alistair Sledge. Ah, oh, you're too kind, Tom, but that's my ego trip done for the day. Now, boring people like myself across the country would have noticed that there was a GOP primary debate on Wednesday. But what if football manager press conferences had a similar format? Let's see how that would go. Hello and welcome to the Premier League primary debate. I'm your moderator, Alistair Sledge. Now, before the cameras went live, we performed the traditional opening with everyone stroking the sponsors' logos for good luck, and we sacrificed a young, promising English talent to the gods. Our first rounds of questions will go to the top people, and the first goes to Arsene Wenger. Your fan base performed their annual ritual of screaming sign someone at your children as they went to school, so what the hell was that all about? Oh yeah, I bought Alexis Sanchez and Mesut Ozil. And I've, uh, I've worked on you one of their careers, so give, give me a break. Thank you. Uh, now, your comment on Jose Mourinho reminds me of primary school, uh, but is there a churlish-prepared zinger that your pollsters told you would be great that you'd like to fire in Arsene Wenger's direction, Mr Mourinho? Mm. Not to speak. If I speak, I am in, in big trouble. In big trouble. And I don't want to be in big trouble. 
Okay then, uh, I guess. Um, oh, we have a question from a United fan in the audience. Uh, his name here says it's uh, Tartin Myler. Uh, your question, please. Right, first off, the water is terrible. Can I have some sparkling, please? I- I'm sorry, we we only have still. Oh, I didn't want sparkling water anyway. It's shit. R- right. Okay. A- anyway, your your question. Twenty times. Okay then, uh, this one's going to go to Louis van Gaal. Uh, your transfer policy has been to buy now, ask questions later, and if it wasn't for a crappy cashier at Tesco, she would have signed the Ashton branch's manager on a £50,000 per week contract. Do you know what you're doing? Is that at all deliberate? Yes! <laughs> we go for it! Uh, okay, this, this is madness. Uh, right, let's go to the other end then. Uh, Steve McLaren, how do you see Newcastle's chances for the season? Just speak into the cat and just speak into the microphone. Is this on? Just can can you hear me? No, it's it's not on. Just whether. come on, a little louder. This, this come on. Mic is on. Can you? It's just there. Me? Is this my mic? Oh, there we go. Terrific. I would like to leave, please. This is this is really hard. I would like to leave. Is this going to take much longer? I've got John Stones locked up in my basement back home and I haven't fed him for eight hours. Stop it, Roberto. We'll ask you a question eventually. We need to build a wall to stop these Welsh people coming over here and stealing our points. No, Donald. No. Uh, Oh, what the hell? Brendan Rogers, uh, people have asked you to go fuck yourself with a question mark. How do you intend to deliver? Character. Right. Well, this was all a terrible mistake and I wonder who saw that coming. Uh, luckily for us, the ratings will give us enough money to churn out nine more cycles about MH370. That's a CNN joke. Right, as long as we can forget that this is how the most powerful country in the world picks its president, then we can have much more fun with this next month. Thank but, you. Good night. But in the words of Billy Mays, but wait, there's more. Lead director Adam Pearson resigned from his position, piling on further chaos on the city after they suffered from an outbreak of drug-resistant gonorrhea. So now their STDs are stronger than their board, which is great. On the lighter side, Asalma Abdul Monson, who was the migrant carrying his child who was tripped by the Hungarian camerawoman, was offered a role in the Getafe setup. He and his child are moving to Madrid to pursue the career. Football really is the beautiful game. Finally tonight, Bolton Wanderers is striker problem. Gary Medine appears to be struggling to find the net, which is a shame as we labelled him as a goal machine at the beginning of the season. He was banging them in at the in pre-season, but it seems like he can't rediscover that form in the championship. So, what are we going to do? The loan market's just opened and some are suggesting that we go out and try and get some new bodies in to find the net, but as always, transfer budgets will be a significant restraint. So, to celebrate the final episode in the season... We did this. We spied and told who she was. Only one. But it's too late. It's too late. We're in big trouble, aren't I? Talking about Zach Clough losing big players because Tim Ream's gone off. See Lennon in the presser. Ain't got no cash spent about as large a budget as my boy 50 Cent. We need a goal scorer, but the fans are choosy. Jane Wilson's still at Trafford. He ain't leaving loosely. Say you want a striker and wait for the loan market. Miss the boat and Alf, but we still ain't got no target. (laughs) 
Yours I want a player from Wales. Kenwin Jones ain't coming and neither's Bale. Jamie Thomas Clough's intern. An intern. He'll come through soon, maybe in the winter. Stokes being rejected. Will he be next? Commons Ambrose. Now this guy's the next best. Plus we met with Maynard's agent. Arguing over the competition, saying Burrow Heskey's ancient. Fighting Blackburn over Clark and Sekulu. He's got the speed of a cheetah, just like Shaka Zulu. Fraser Campbell from Palace is a shout too, but the lack of info makes it seem like it is untrue. The Dean's looking hapless, and Silver's at the top with Davies Long. A point thanks to Prince Dean Dorian gone. Right, that's enough of that then. All right, that's our show and our season. We'll be back very soon. My thanks to Joe Nicholson, Sean Hockett, and Andy Reid, and as always, Tom Malai. Kevin Davies couldn't be with us this week as he won an improbable Nobel Prize. A study showing that mammals take similar amounts of time to urinate won the prize at Harvard this week and Super Kev was singled out for praise. He had to deal with a very stubborn horse that tried to kick back, but eventually explained to Paula Radcliffe that he had to take a sample for a drug test. I've been Alistair Sledge. Good night and goodbye.